Good morning, everyone. It is 2.36 a.m. And this is a new episode of Kiki with Kian. Oh, my gosh. I have so much to tell you guys. It's been a crazy couple months. The summer is hot as hell, but it's cooling down and it's almost over. I cannot wait until fall. God willing, we'll see it. Come on, y'all. Hey, hey. I've lost my mind still recording this late. Um, I had some stuff to do. I was trying to give you guys a, a episode earlier, and oh my gosh, these people are like zooming on one of these Uber scooters at 2:30 in the morning. But my ass can't talk. I'm sitting on my balcony across from the plantation. It is lit tonight. At the plantation I hear. And um I'm drinking and smoking a little cigarette. Hey, 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 I'm lit. I'm turned. But we're gonna have a good episode. So let us begin in a few moments. You know, I know I promised you guys that I was gonna be more frequent in releasing episodes this year, but it was so much going on, you know, coronavirus, you know, um, my mental health, I have to take care of that. Um, a lot of changes going on in my life. You know, you guys, I told you that I got laid off from my last job. I have a new job now, but, you know, I've been nervous about this job. Uh, starting a new job in the middle of Corona pandemic was a lot. It still is a lot, but I'm starting to feel a little comfortable with my uh, position now. And now I'm about to move. So it's another big transition. And what's funny is the last time I moved, I was also starting a new job. And even though I've been at this job technically for five months, I just started going back into the office or started going into the office period like three weeks ago. So um, it's crazy. Hey, let me light this thing up real quick. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, y'all, it's... um, we're gonna have a good episode so just hope you guys got your drink i got i finished mine um i'm not gonna drink anymore i'm a little lit i got some um alcohol soaked fruit in my glass though that i'm gonna be munching on so if y'all hear me doing all that mm, and snack smacking i'm sorry arlen i know you hate smacking the food but i'm a little turned right now okay so with all of that being said Let's start the episode before we start the Kiki because we have some news to catch up on. So the DNC started this week or the DNC occurred this week, actually, which is the Democratic National Convention. Um, I did not watch not one night. I had no interest or desire to do, do so because I'm just like, I don't know. I don't like, I feel like politicians and voters do the same thing too, but it may be the, you know, it might, it's actually the voters fault. I feel like every election year is when politicians want to be serious. They want to start talking about what they're going to do, their hope, their plans and all of this other mess. And Joe Biden has been a senator now for what, 40 years and I'm familiar with Joe Biden. We're both were born in Pennsylvania. Uh, he's the former senator of Delaware. I'm from Pennsylvania. And 
he was the vice president for eight years. And I know Joe Biden has passed and drafted some very important legislation. I'm not taking away anything he's done. But the, my issue, and it's not with Joe Biden, it's with politicians in general. It's like all these plans that you say you're going to do when you're president. Why didn't you do that when you were a senator or a governor? Like, why didn't that happen? And if you're going to say, oh, you know, they got to work with, you know, state representatives and other politicians. I'm like, well, they got to do that as president, too. And also, as a president, there's two other branches of power that they got to fight. And that's the judicial and the um, legislative branch. So, or not necessarily fight, but they have to, you know, be in agreement with or work with or, you know, spar with every now and then. So, that bothers me. And then also what bothers me is, it's like... How come every four years y'all have a plan? In 2019, 2018, 2017, except when you're on a stage asking for people to vote for you in a primary, I don't hear anything from you. And like I said, this is not just Joe Biden. And I'm not even talking about Joe Biden specifically. I'm just talking about all these politicians because he's not the only politician running uh, this year. There's... I think all the seats in the House of Congress, all 435, are up for election. Or uh, Yeah. Um, several Senate and governor races are as well. So it's just like, I, I don't feel like spending the free my nights. You know, I, I work a hard day of work. I have to listen to BS at work. And then I have to go home and listen to some more BS. When I could be at home watching, you know ratchet shows you know and i enjoy watching ratchet shows because i feel better about my life i just have no desire to watch it so you know it is what it is bernie sanders didn't get the nomination i wanted him to get it and i have nothing against joe biden you know he's he definitely was a zaddy 20 years ago hell 10 years ago he was a zaddy now he's not a zaddy he's jill zaddy but that's it his crackhead son is a zaddy but he on drugs um, and I don't want no drug addict. Shoot, I used to date a piehead, and that was enough. Um, actually, I dated, yeah, I dated a piehead, and then my ex boyfriend was a former piehead and former alcoholic and Catholic fanatic. Oh, that nigga was crazy. <laughs> I try not to use the n word, but oh my gosh, I'm just getting like flashbacks where I'm like, oh, I dodged a bullet. But <laughs> I'm glad I brought that up because that's going to transition to tonight's uh, topic um, of relationships. And I'm just so excited to talk to you guys. Um, so it's been a long time. So let's just let the kiki begin. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about relationships tonight because my friend... Um, one of my closest friends, uh, we briefly talked today. She's coming to visit me in a couple weeks. I'm excited to see her. Um, her birthday passed uh, within the past few weeks. And I miss her. I haven't seen her since this whole pandemic started. So, I mean, I've seen her on, like, FaceTimes and happy hours and stuff. But as far as, like, in person, I haven't seen her since the whole pandemic started. So, just to spend time with her, 
um, she's like one of my closest friends in the world. So she started online dating. And I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, the first episode of this year, and I believe my last episode of 2019, when I was at my grandmother's house in Texas, I was telling you guys, oh, I think I'm going to start online dating in 2020. And I was so scared to do online dating for so many years because in uh, high school, um, I wasn't out in high school. Um, I, I knew I was gay, but I used to do chat rooms. I had a t- I had a Boost Mobile. Me and my sister got Boost Mobiles for Christmas. She was 13 and I was 15. We got the chirps. Um someone is going to definitely make a bird joke about this, whatever, <laughs> cuz that's like Anyway, uh that's my last name. Oh, that's half of my last name. I have two last names. So Bird is one of my last names. And uh, people love to call me a bird for that reason and others. But uh, anyway, we had the chirp phones. And the thing about the chirp phones, um, they were like one of the first smartphones too. You know, you had internet access on there, the chat rooms. And it wasn't just the, the call-in chat rooms. I never got into those. But it was like the messaging. So I would talk. So it wasn't just me. And I actually didn't know about this. My sister was doing it too. And one of our former friends. And they're two years younger than me. And they're like, oh, they're talking to people. So I'm like, oh, shit, let me do it. And it used to be free. But then they started charging like 50 cents a day to do it. But it was free on like Friday and Saturday nights. So like... And in high school, you know, I did, I have friends, but we didn't really hang out that much outside of school together, except like two of my friends until I was a senior. Then I became like the social butterfly that I am. But like a sophomore, I would just like on the weekends, I would go home. Plus, my mother would make me be home anyway. And going back, she was never home. I legit have been thinking the past couple years like, yo, I could have been going to New York taking China buses and mega buses up there in high school if I had the money and just wild out in New York. I could have got me like an older man up there. I could have gotten to ballroom, like all types of crazy stuff. But, you know, God had other plans for me and I'm very happy with them. But, um, yeah, the chat rooms were lit. And there was this one time I was supposed to meet up with this guy and he lived. I think he lived in Delaware. And I'm from Pennsylvania, but I'm from like the Pennsylvania. If you know where the Philadelphia area is, we're the tri-state area. So it's Pennsylvania, Jersey, Delaware. And he lived in Delaware. And we were going to meet at Tri-State Mall. And at the time, the 113 wasn't going down there. So I'm like, damn, I'm going to get to Tri-State. Or I think they may have just started going down there. But I think the guy had a car, too. And there was another guy that lived in my hometown that I didn't I wasn't raised in, but I went down there often because I have family members, including my grandparents that still lived in that town. And my grandmother on my my maternal grandmother still lives in that town and he lives there, too. And I was going to hook up with this other guy. The second guy I was going to hook up with, like we were talking some nasty stuff. But the other guy, the first guy we were going to in Delaware, we were going to meet at the mall. And there's if y'all been to Tri-State Mall, it's not even a mall. It's horrible. It's like nothing's in there. It was a Burlington Co. Factory. I think that's closed now. It's like nothing in there but a wig store, a rug store. And then on the other side of it, it's a Dollar General, a Save-A-Lot, a liquor store, which is popping, and a barbershop. But um, 
any and a, and a laundromat. But anyway, um, I just have bad vibes about meeting both guys. Like, you know, for one, I saw Boogie Nights as a kid, but I rewatched it as an adult years later, and. There's a scene towards the end of the movie where Mark Wahlberg's character, Dirk Diggler, has fell from grace. And he had to resort to being a gay male prostitute. Or just a male prostitute in general, but a lot of the men he was servicing were gay. Or, you know, he was a lot of his clients that he was servicing were gay. Or they were men, so he had to do gay sex to get paid. But you end up getting gay bashed. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, what happened if this is a setup? You know, I'm scared. Um, and this was before, like, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. So, this is 2005, 2006. So, I mean, Facebook was out then, but I didn't know what Facebook was. So, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I could legit get gay bashed. Or worse, I could get kidnapped and killed. You know, Natalie Holloway happened around this time, too. And I think Madeline Mc can happen or maybe that was like the year after but it was like people were going missing so i'm just like oh shit and as a kid one of my biggest fears was getting kidnapped so i'm like oh my gosh like i should not be meeting these guys and because of that and i did i never met up with them and because of that i was scared of online dating and i'm like i just can't do it i can't do it i'm scared i'm going to just like get kidnapped or beat up or killed or robbed or whatever so that never happened so this friend who started online dating, she's my same friend that told me she would never approach a man. And I adopted that same attitude. And yes, I'm a man and I am a cisgendered man. I identify as male and everything, but I hang out with a lot of women and some of their attitudes I've adopted. Like, you know, I'm not going to approach a man. I do want a man that makes equal or more money than me, you know, so... And some people might say, oh, that's very feminine of you. Whatever. It is what it is. But um, I'm like, I'm like, okay. So I never approached a man a day in my life. And I get approached all the time. And I get hit on a lot. And, you know, I have been in a couple relationships. I've had some entanglements. That's a popular word now. I've had a few hookups. I had a a whole year before so i'm not necessarily missing out on fun but i'm also missing out on relationships because now we have social media now you know um online dating is very popular and then also not only can i find the person that i'm talking to on social media like that but i'm a full-time working adult um, I only have like 20 hours a week of free time between Monday and Thursday, Friday and Saturday. I'm hanging out with friends and catch it up on activities that I can't do during the week. So I need to be realistic about online dating. And then also, um, I don't online date, but from my friends that do it, I've seen that, you know, you can filter people. So my friend is talking to a 40-year-old man now. And everyone that knows me know I love me a zaddy. You know, James Franco, the love of my life is in his 40s. I think Andy Cohen is like one of the sexiest men ever. 
gorgeous. I love Andy Cohen. Um, someone's probably thinking like, oh, he's only naming white men. And I'm like, I love black men. I love, we're all God's children. I don't discriminate. I'm just talking about specifically older men right now that I just find very attractive. Um, that I, that I'm very interested in. And I'm naming at the top of my head. Um, and I'm just like, oh, snap. I can filter people now on social media. And, or, excuse me, on online dating. And it's so much safer than it used to be. And it's also more accessible and it allows me to meet people and to connect with people I usually wouldn't. You know, me liking a, a liking 45 year old men, a 45 year old man is most likely not going to be at the club or the bar I'm going to Friday and Saturday night. You know, a 45 year old man, you know, he's probably too busy talking to his friends and I'm talking to my friends if we go to like a DC brunch. You know, I'm not paying attention to him unless, you know, we exchanging glances at each other and me. I'm not going to approach him and he's probably not going to approach me because he probably think I don't want him because he's older. So I'm missing out on that. And I'm just like, you know what? I should definitely I definitely encourage all of us to online date. We should at least try it. You know, I know some people that are against it. Um, I know some people that have spoken out against it. They say, you know, you're too beautiful. You have so much accomplished. Why would you want to? Uh, cheapen yourself and do online dating and I'm like I don't think it's cheapening yourself at all if anything it's it's allowing you to find people you usually won't run into you know I make decent money but you know I'm also kind of cheap I'm not I'm not a miser but I'm 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 I wouldn't even call myself thrifty but I don't like to spend a lot of money let me say that so I am probably am not going to go to a lounge every weekend. You know, there's some days I want to go to a dive bar and who knows a 45 year old zaddy like a like a uh, Andy Cohen is probably not going to be at a dive bar. He's probably going to be at a nice old lounge where he could dress up and smoke his hookah and have like a whole table for him and his friends. I can't meet somebody like that at the dive bar. So at least if I do online dating, it's like, okay, well, I find someone. I think they cute. I read their profile. I like him. Guy thinks the same thing about me. He's like, oh, Kean is cute. I like his profile. We link up. And then I can spend that time with him. And it's like, oh, snap, you know, you like X, Y, and Z. You like the stuff I like, but I can't do it as often because I'm cheap. Or, you know, I probably can't go to that specific area because I don't drive. And then, you know, he probably only does that because he doesn't want to be around a bunch of young, rowdy people all the time. He's like, okay, well, you know, I know a young, rowdy person most likely won't go to a lounge where there's a $150 minimum and they got to dress up and, you know, they got to drive and public transportation don't go out there. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know, so... I'm all for online dating. I'm not as scared as I used to be. Um, I do have some reservations, but I definitely think it's good. My friend, she likes the man she's met. Um, she's going to give me more details when I see her. I'm so excited. Uh, one of my closest friends, my birthday twin, actually, he met his current partner, his boyfriend. I don't like to use the term partner, but I have to use it at work a lot. 
um, because you don't want to make assumptions. And then some people, after a certain age, you don't want to say my girlfriend or my boyfriend anymore. And they're not married, so they'll say my partner. So, but I personally hate the term partner. I'm like, this is your man, your woman, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your fiance, or wife, you know. And some people, they're N-word or they're B-word. I don't use those, but whatever. Um, To refer to someone I'm dating. But whatever. But yeah, um, I... He, yeah, he met his current boyfriend online. And I need to make a, 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 a long-distance call because he doesn't live in his country anymore. Um, but I need to make a long distance call. I haven't spoken to him in about two weeks. So it's about time for me to reach out to him again and ask him where he met his man at. Um, I'm pretty sure they met on an app that's available in the United States. And, you know, his man is a catch. And I know his man got some good friends. But, you know, because of coronavirus, I'm not leaving this country at least until next July when I go to Mexico. Oh, no, that's a lie. I'm trying to go to Canada before then because, you know, I'm trying to move to Montreal, but that's a different story. But, yeah, so I'm definitely going to hit him up and ask him, you know, about that site because I think online dating is perfect. It's good. And also, I'm very selective about who I date. Um, I've had a whole year. There's people I've re- I. You know, no, there's a couple people I regret I've slept with. Um, there's a couple people I regret giving time to. It's not necessarily I slept with them. It's more like I entertained them, you know. And maybe regret's a strong word, but I'm just like looking back on it. I'm like, well, Ken, why did you do that? Why did you entertain them? Why did you let them stick around as long as they did? They were no good for you. And I knew all of this, but it was just... It was just like, uh, but I, and you know, I saw red flags and I don't know if I was scared because it's like, oh, like, because I've never approached a man a day in my life. It's like, if someone is nice enough to talk to me and flirt with me and I mean, I'm not charity, so I don't mean to say like nice enough, but you know, I just feel like they they were confident enough and they found me attractive and you know we're vibing you know not necessarily romantically but we're vibing like oh they seem nice i kind of feel obligated to be nice to them so sometimes i might accept a date from them or to hang out with them or you know there's been a couple times where i got drunk and you know i let them spend the night not necessarily have sex with them but i spent the night with them and probably kissed them and there's a couple i slept with and i'm like oh damn i shouldn't have done that so uh yeah it's just like i i don't know i'm just very i don't like confrontations in relationships so i think online dating would be good for me at least that way i already know what they're about in a way i mean you still have to meet them in person and see if they're truthful if they're as good in person as they are in on paper and via text you know because people be lying in text messages and i messages because i've caught that myself hell i've lied in text messages they be like keen where you at i say down the street i'm like 10 minutes away but um but yeah so i don't know i'm very cautious about that and then also outside of online dating i'm just very distrustful of people um I love my friends. Um, I do. I love all of my friends. 
people think I have a billion friends. I really don't. But I do have a good number of friends, though. But I do love my friends. They're some good people. Um, and I'm selective about my friends. But I'm way more selective about the people I date. Because I feel like when you're dating someone, they're they're your friend, but they're also someone you're intimate with. So I'm already selective with people I choose as friends. But then it's like, this is a person that I'm kissing. So I have to make sure that, you know, we're both good. We're both, you know, free of STIs and STDs. On top of that, I need to make sure that they're faithful and loyal. So I have nothing to worry about in the future. And then also, I've been in relationships before. And I'm not one of those people that cut off their friends. I'm not that type of person. I'm all about, you know, being still having my own life. But I will say I'm very committed um to somebody you know that means i would like to talk on the phone every night if we can you know i would like you know one night i spend a night at your house uh then two nights from now i spent you spend a night at my house stuff like that i would like for us to go on a date at least once every two weeks i would like for us to go on a vacation a trip just the two of us at least once a year like and when I say a trip, I'm not talking about to Atlantic City or I guess for us in D.C., Virginia Beach or Myrtle Beach. I'm talking like I want us to go to Florida or New York or Canada or Paris or London. And I have a passport, motherfucker. So I ain't one of these bum people that just naming random cities and every city I've named I've been to as well as the country. Um, So I'm one of those type of people. And with that being said, I am just like, I need to be very confident with the person I'm with because once I'm confident with them, I want to bring them around my loved ones and say, hey, this is someone I'm dating. I'm serious about. And when I'm dating someone, I'm dating them in hopes of marrying them. Now, I'm not planning my wedding the day I meet them, but it's definitely like, okay, I'm talking to someone they're cool we vibe we get along okay this person has similar interests as i do okay i like that oh this person is physically attracted to me and mentally attracted to me i feel the same way perfect like this is someone that you know is this someone that i can see myself being within 10 years someone that i'll be married to if it's no then you know it'll probably just be a friendship or a hookup but if it's not okay we're dating and then once I get to that, I still want to see if I want to confirm if everything I'm thinking is correct. And then once I do that, that is when I bring them around my friends. And that is because I have this fear that I would be in love with someone and they just do me dirty. Like, I don't know why I have this fear. Um... I really don't know why I have that fear. I can't say I've ever seen it happen to any one of my parents. If anything, both of them were the dogs in their respective relationships. So, And I've witnessed this myself. So it's not that. I don't know why. I just don't like being embarrassed. I think my parents embarrassed me enough intentionally in front of other people or allow people to embarrass me. And I just carried that pain and trauma to my adulthood where it's like okay I'm now in control of the people in my life I'm in control 
Because, you know, your parents are supposed to protect you. And they're supposed to love you unconditionally and vice versa, you know. And I didn't get that. So now, as an adult, I have control over who I let into my space, my my personal life and so forth. And that's your friends, your lovers and so forth. And it's like my friends are my family they really are and some of my family member relatives are my friends as well so they're also family and i don't want to bring someone that i'm interested in romantically around them and then a couple months later it's like oh they broke up ken was so happy and now he's not anymore because for example john doe broke up with him uh he was so happy with John Doe. They look like a good couple, but now they're no longer together. And I don't want to deal with the old poor Ken. I'm so sorry. You know, also, there's always a hating ass bitch in your life. It might be a friend of a friend, a co-worker or somebody or a nosy person or a fake friend. But it's always a hating ass bitch in your life somehow. And I know a couple hating ass bitches, too. And I don't want them to... um. I also don't want them to get like the satisfaction like ahaha Ken was happy and now it all blew up in his face so now he miserable like I just don't want that for myself and maybe it's just been me being a bitch towards some people for years even though they deserved it but maybe that's also why I'm scared so with that being said I've never introduced a person to many friends you know no one's ever met my ex-boyfriend August um that's his nickname that's not his real name i'm not gonna give it out because fuck him um he's a teacher for the children y'all i dated a whole teacher who went to a hbcu um but he's crazy and then i dated this barber who my sister calls and some of my other friends call two for 20 i ain't gonna give him no shine at all because he's just trash but um he the trash guy he um i introduced him to two of my friends and he met another one of my friends he actually met two more of my friends one was because my one friend worked at t-mobile and the other one he met her because she was one of my roommates so um but i never like except for my one friend one friend he did meet i've and he met her because she happened to be at the house while he was coming over and she left a few minutes later anyway so i was just being polite but that was nerve-wracking in it and they spoke they were kikiing and everything for the few minutes they were there together but even then i was like damn and she's cool people she's good people and everything but it was also like the weekend we broke up i guess because he attacked me and i'll get into that in a little bit she was there too like she wasn't there when he attacked me but we were hanging out like two days after he attacked me and she was there for the aftermath when this man stole my phone and he uh had his sister call me because he was like oh he has two of my sneakers i left at his house and i'm like the nigga left his sneakers in my house i'm not keeping them hostage however this nigga went and stole my cell phone that he doesn't pay for the bill and he's never paid he didn't pay the phone so i don't know why he took that and he threatened to mace me but like i said i'm gonna tell all of this after um towards the end of this episode but yeah i'm just like very scared of people i'm very scared like 
And this is probably something I definitely need to go to therapy for. Um, I'm Like I said, I'm not ready to receive therapy yet. I do think there's things about me that I'm not ready to accept yet. And when I say things about me, you know, I don't think I'm as strong as a person as I, as people think I am. I think I'm very emotional sometimes. I am a cancer, very proud of it. But, you know, it's not like I'm emotional over everything. It's just like I've been through so much trauma in my life. Like y'all probably only know 10% of everything. And I've told y'all one bad story in particular. Um, I really don't want to revisit that story. You can listen to past episode. But, um... I've just been through so much and I'm just like, I have triggers sometimes and sometimes people don't realize it. They think I'm just being dramatic and extra, you know, some people might want to attribute that's like, oh, you know, he's gay. He's with the theatrics and drama, all this other stuff. And it's like, no, like something happened that triggers. And I also don't like to reveal a lot about myself. I'm actually been surprised with some of the stuff I revealed to you guys in previous episodes because it's like I've never told people these stories before and I think it's easier because I'm by myself when I'm recording and I'm not speaking with anyone. I'm speaking to you guys, but you guys are listening. You guys are not physically here with me when I'm recording this. So I have triggers and I just flip out and it's not anger flip out, you know, probably like one or two triggers cause me to be anger, but sometimes they just cause me to be very emotional and scared and like I might start crying or I might just get like scared, have anxiety, like it just gets really bad and that's just something about myself and I I think it's trauma and I don't want to revisit and that's one reason why I don't want to go to therapy And because of that, I may continue to just have these ideas about people and being scared of being in a relationship. Now, if I do believe I fall into a healthy relationship, I would definitely introduce him to my family and friends. And if he's like, yo, babe, you need to go to counseling, I will probably go. And some people probably think, oh, that's a problem. Someone has to tell you to go to counseling. And I'm like, well, if someone loves me and they're like, hey, like, this is a problem. Like, it's affecting us. You need to go. Then you know what? Maybe that's time for me to go, you know, at that point. And, you know, hopefully I'm ready to receive it then. But, you know, as a single person and I'm not in a relationship right now and I feel like I'm What's the word? I feel like I'm having revelations about myself. I feel like I'm at the step where I'm admitting things. It's like when it's like in 12 step recovery, the first step is admitting. So I'm like I'm at the first step where I'm admitting things. Maybe like one or two steps from now I'll be ready for therapy. And I just really started admitting things about myself in the past year or so. Like I've admitted, you know, you know, I ain't going to say that cuz I want to work. But um I just has I I have some issues, not drugs. But um, I know that's people always think when you th- say issues, they think of drugs. No, it's not drugs. But I do have some issues that I need, I, I've realized that I have that I need to take care of. And I'm working on it. And, you know, I'm actually 
up to go to therapy for that stuff. But there's just some trauma I've went through that I'm not ready to like open up yet. And I do think it affects me opening up to people. I think it affects me, you know, uh, showing off my relationships to people. And it could be detrimental. But at the same time, though, I'm still single. And I, the people I've broken up with that I dated, we didn't break up because I didn't bring them around family and friends. It was more on them. It was their issues, their problems. Um, and it's only been two people. It's not like it's been 700 people, you know. There were people that I dated and it was just like, okay... I like them, but they were looking at this more of a hookup or they not ready for a relationship right now. So it's been a couple people. I'm like, damn, it could have been something, but you weren't for it. Then there was people that was like, they were for it, but I wasn't because I just saw problems that I'm like, I need to avoid right now. And then there was the people I was in relationships with, and it's only like two of them. And then, you know, they just had their issues. You know, one of them... One of my uh, my first ex-boyfriend, we met when I was 22, but we dated when I was 23. We only dated a... F we, I'd known him for over a year. We were talking. Then we lost contact. And then we met back up again. And we were dating. And he was just very controlling. Uh, he never hit me or anything, but we... One night, he broke up with me, and I was sad, and I didn't realize that I liked this guy that much. I was really sad, and I remember begging him, like, not to break up with me, and I'm just like, looking back on I'm like, bitch, what's wrong with you? Because when he broke up with me, I was really sad. And I was on the phone with him the whole night, like, begging, like, he sweat, to the point where he was, he told me to, like, just shut up and just be quiet so he can think. And then we were on the phone all night, and I fell asleep on the phone. And then the next morning, I went off on him. And then he was like, you know, I was going to take you back, but you did that. And I'm like... Well, I only did that because of X, Y, and Z. And then we got back together. But he wanted me to, like, check in with him every night. One night I spent... You know what? I'm going to say her name. She has nothing to do with him. But, Ingrid, I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to see you soon. I'm going to see you soon. If you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> it's a surprise. Uh, but one night when you were live When we were still in college we didn't graduate from temple yet i spent the night at your house me and dominique actually spent the night at your house who's my other friend shout out to dominique um and he got mad because i spent the night at my friend's house mind you my friend is a girl her roommate's a girl and my friend dominique is a girl he knew this he got mad because I did not tell him I was spending the night at my friend's house. And then what made matters worse was I was having like a housewarming party the next day. I didn't invite him, but I didn't tell him I was having a housewarming. And he got so pissed with me 
for um I told him I was having like I was going out to dinner with my boss and like a couple of my coworkers. He was like, that's fucked up that I didn't tell him about that neither. But he was mad that I did not tell him that I spent the night at Ingrid's house. And like just he was upset, like pissed. Like this man made it seem like I cheated on him with his brother. Like he was that upset and he legit broke up with me, like broke up. And this time I didn't beg or anything. I was like, are you serious? He was like, I'm fucking done with you, blah, 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 whatever. And also he was hardcore Catholic. So um, we were talking about pro-life, pro-choice things. And he got upset about that. You know, he said he didn't like it. He also had a daughter that died and he had like a tattoo of a lady. But like, it was so sad, but he just never told me the story. Like he was just really sad about it. And he told me he was like smoking weed and drinking all the time after his daughter died. And he never got like specific with me about it. It was like very painful for him. Like he was like, I just cannot talk about it right now. And um, I never got to hear the story of what happened. So it's really sad. So, you know, maybe he had triggers too. So maybe that was, he was being, he wasn't, he was only two years older than me, but maybe he was parental that way. Like, you know, who knows? Maybe his daughter got kidnapped or something. I don't know. And he was just very overprotective and he's like, okay, like, and you know, we both said we loved each other to each other. So he's like, you know, I tell you, I love you and you can't, I, so damn bitch, you know, I probably fucked up that relationship. <laughs> I probably should have told that man that I spent the night at Ingrid's house. <laughs> I should have told that man I spent the night at Ingrid's house. I just realized. See, I told y'all I'm learning things about myself. I did not put two and two together. Oh my gosh. That's probably why he was so mad. And then the fact that I'm having dinner with people and he's, I'm not bringing him around. Oh my gosh. You know what? I ain't shit. I'm really not shit at all. That was fucked up of me. Huh. Y'all, I did not realize that. I will say this, though. We did get back together again. Like, the next evening, we got back together. We got back together. But then we broke up for good two weeks after that. And, oh my gosh, I got to tell y'all this story. So, what happened was, you know what? This is God. God be having my back. I think God was like, look, I'm sick of y'all, and this relationship does not need to go. Let me tell you what happened. So, first of all, I have an iPhone. I hate iPhones. Um, I really do. Um, I have, like, three iPhones in a one-year period. I think this was, like, my... Because my first phone got stolen... And it got broke and it got stolen, but we found it. And someone I, I put the find my iPhone thing. And then I guess someone like they couldn't control it. So what they did was they broke. I had a life proof case on it. So they took it off the life proof case. They shattered the screen, put it back in a life proof case. And then they put it in like a plastic, a black plastic bag. Like, you know, the bags you get from the corner stores, the bodegas and the, the Korean stores around the corners and stuff like that. And. They put it by a tree on 17th and Fontaine. All my old timers, because you know, Temple's built up now, but 17th and Fontaine, you know there used to be like an empty lot right across the street from Diamond Pizza. 
me and my best friend Kiana, shout out to Kiana, we found my phone there. So I had to get a new phone. Then I had another phone that malfunctioned. No, no, my second phone. Then I, the new phone that I got got stolen the night before I went to Atlantic City. Um, it got stolen at PubWeb. And then I had to get a third phone. So, and that was 2013. So, okay, so I only had this particular phone for seven months. And for some reason, my phone kept like malfunction. It was calling random people and um, it wouldn't lock. And it, or it was locked, but it would like to come on and come off. Uh, when I say like the phone would go off by itself and go, like it was just fucked up. Like it was crazy. And the thing was, it was only happening like the week leading up to me break me and this guy breaking up. So I never had an issue with this phone before then. So I'm like, what the fuck happened? So in the meantime, I used to talk to this one guy in Camden, New Jersey. Um, this bop, this uh, Boricua guy. And I ain't gonna put his business out there, but he was into some illicit activities. That's all I'm gonna say. And he, um, but yeah, we, but we, we stopped talking because I was like, okay, I'm in a relationship. I can't talk to this guy anymore. You know, plus me and that guy, we weren't like going any, like nothing was progressing. You know, he was cute and all, but nothing was progressing. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got someone here in Philly that's interested in me and I know him already and he wants to take it to the next level. So I did. So anyway, I went to my ex-boyfriend, I went to my boyfriend's house and, um, we got into an argument because I wanted to go see him on a Friday night. But he's like, I don't feel good. I'm like, oh, I could take care of you. He was like, nah, just come on Sunday. And I'm like, the nigga was probably cheating on me. Who knows? Like, going, looking back on it, like, I was in my early 20s, y'all. I'm 30 now. But, yeah, he w he was like, did not want me to come over that night. And we got into a big-ass argument, and I just stopped talking to him. So I ended up coming up that Sunday night. And we like cooked dinner. We were romantic. We watched Precious and was laughing together. Pr Precious is a comedy to me, y'all. I don't care what no one says. And the next morning, we had sex or whatever. And then I skipped one of my classes. And he lived all the way up in Germantown. So he lived nowhere near campus. So I'm like, okay, I need to dress and go to school, go back to North Philly so I can like go to the rest of my classes for the day. And he had to go to work. So, my phone malfunctioning or whatever, I didn't take it into the bathroom with me, but I had nothing to hide. And I'm like, okay, that phone be going on and off, on and off or whatever. Plus, I had it on lock anyway. This man uh, comes in the bathroom and talks to me. He's like, oh, your phone's ringing or whatever. I'm like, oh, just ignore it. I'll, I'll get it later or whatever. And he's like, okay. And I'm in the shower. I come out the shower. And then I got like a missed call. And I'm like, who's calling me from a 609 number? That's South Jersey. He's like, yeah, who is calling you from a 609 number? And I'm like, I don't know. So I'm like trying to find out who it is. And then I hear the voice message. I don't have it on speaker. I listen to it. And I look, my face... I be shocked by some things, trust me, but I could hide an emotion. So I'm listening to it and he's and it's the it's the guy from Camden who I've not spoken to in months. So I'm just like, why is this nigga calling me when I'm at my man's house? And I'm just looking like, oh, I just like say, Oh, what does my friend Charles want? I don't say my friend, I just say, What does Charles want? Charles is my friend. And I'm like, mm. I'm like, my friend called me, what he want? 
And then my boyfriend just looked at me crazy. And he was like, I'm going to punch you in the face. You need to leave my house. And I was leaving anyway. And then he took $20 out and threw it at me and said, this is all I got for you. And I had to take a cab home. And he was like, it's over. And he broke up with me. And I'm just like, well, what is going on? And he just was not feeling what I had to say. And I am not lying or cheating or anything. So we're in a car and I'm texting him. And I'm like, yo, is everything okay? We left weird or whatever. And he was just like, not fucking. He's like, you're a cheater. You do this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm also mad because that cab ride turned out to be $26. So I'd have paid $6 out of my own money for that ride back home. And that nigga really ain't shit because it's like, damn, nigga, you could have gave me more money. But he did say $20 was all he got. And he threw it at me. Like, he threw it at me, y'all. Like, I was a, a prostitute that gave him crabs. Like, he was like, here. And I told my sister that story. And to this day, she laughs at it. She had money thrown at her, too. And that shit was funny. And it happened a couple weeks later. But, um... <laughs> she gave me 20 of the dollars, though. Um, I should have saved that 20 No, you know, it was after. Shit, well, she gave me $14. Because I'd have paid $6 back for that cab ride. But, yeah, I was like, what is his problem? And he would not fuck with me. Like, you know, I would text him and everything. And he'll text back very short and, like, like... Don't talk to me, blah, blah, blah. And then for like a year, I would text him every now and then, like on his birthday and stuff. And we would start talking. But then every time we would meet up, he would just like, or supposed to meet up, he would just like dead me. So at that point, I'm like, you know what? It just wasn't meant to be. You know, that phone probably malfunctioned because God was like, you know what? I'm so sick of y'all. Ken, he's no good. Can't you see the red flags? He already roasted you for staying at Ingrid's house. He got mad at you because you were supposed to be going out to dinner with your boss, even though I had a whole housewarming party. He also, um, uh, uh, the the phone malfunctioned. He he got jealousy issues. Uh, he didn't want you to come up a certain night. You know, he wanted you to come up Sunday night, but not Friday night. And I went to his house like no one lives there with him. So I'm just like, so he must have probably just had other guys up there. Who knows? All I know is thank God I didn't catch anything. Um, I got tested recently. Um, I'm free of all STIs and STDs. Praise the Lord. I'm on my prep still. And it is what it is. So that's my first ex. My second ex is nothing to talk about. He's just no good. And um he had issues he was an aquarius so they're whores and my ex-boyfriend the one i was just telling you about is a capricorn and so is my good for nothing sperm donor so it is what it is i have some capricorn friends now shout out to Derek. shout out to paris you know i'm just saying this man didn't make y'all sign look good but I am so glad I spoke to you guys tonight. You know, um, relationships are really interesting. I just realized that thing about my ex. I'm still sh flabbergasted by that. I'm like, wow, that man probably had a valid reason to feel the way he did. But even if he did, he wasn't right. He didn't have to be like that, though. But, um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely, need, I would definitely talk to someone about my perspective of relationships and get to the root of why I am just distrustful of people, why I'm so, 
why do I feel that if I break up with somebody, I'm embarrassed? Not that, you know, I had good times with this person and I learned lessons. It's more like, damn, I broke up with this person and I'm automatically going to think people are going to laugh at me. It's like, well, if you love your friends so much and you trust them, why do you think they'll laugh at you? And I don't I don't know. I don't think they'll laugh at me or anything. It's just like uh, 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 um, uh, something I've always thought and I just cannot get it out of my head. I don't know why. I don't. And I have some amazing ass friends, y'all. Like, like, trust me, like, if it wasn't for some of my friends, I would not be that God has put me in my life. I would not be where I'm at now, to be honest. You know, I probably would have left left D.C. I probably would have moved to another city or moved back to the Philly area and just, you know, be complacent. Not that Philly area is bad. I love Philly area. It's just that I spent... 10 year almost 10 years of my life there it was time to move and i'm just like okay well i've always wanted to move to dc i love what dc represents and you know me having friends down here that i've met down here and that i had before i moved down here has really kept me down here longer than i probably would have had i not had the friends that i had so there should be no reason for me to be scared to bring my uh potential partner around my friends there's no reason i should feel embarrassed um and then also my approach to relationships maybe i should start approaching men you know i'm in my 30s now i sh being shy and everything is no longer cute for a man in his 30s if i'm this comfortable confident ass bitch that i know i am why am i so scared and am i scared or am i just cocky and think oh no man should approach me because I mean, I approach me. I shouldn't approach your man because, you know, that shit's cute when you're in your late teens and your early 20s. But, you know, not everybody know you're feeling them or not. And also me liking old heads. Oh, let me not call them old heads. They don't like that. Me liking older gentlemen, you know, they like someone who is confident. You know, they're sometimes scared to come up to a younger person. And I don't look like I'm 30. I look younger than that. So, you know, they probably thinking, oh, you know, this cute kid, he wouldn't want me because I'm 45, I'm 50. And it's like, oh, no, you're my type. But they would never know. So I will say I'm going to try online dating, but I think I'm just going to change my whole approach to dating, picking guys up, you know, that whole thing. So See, look, talking to you guys for the past 54 minutes and 56 seconds has been like therapy. I've just realized some mistakes I've made and what I needed to do. And that's what this podcast is all about. This is why we kiki. This is why we drink. And this is why I'm going to finish the last of this cigarette before I go in the house because it is 3.30 on a Saturday morning. But, you know, thank you guys for listening. I love you guys. God bless you all. And we will definitely speak again um we're going to say goodbye to the plantation it is definitely our last episode broadcasting and the next time that we'll be uh together it will be very soon within the next two weeks and we will be in my new apartment ciao